0: to the VitaFoods Insights podcast. Join us as we explore the latest science and innovation helping the global health and nutrition industry connect, develop, and progress. Today's host is Heather Granato, Vice President of Content. Healthy aging, it's a term that's used across our industry, but what does it encompass? Who are these healthy agers and what do they want? I'm Heather Granado and we'll be exploring this topic as part of our Vita Foods Insights Virtual Expo this May. On Thursday, May 13th, I'll be hosting a roundtable discussion about the intersection of healthy aging and personalized nutrition. Joining me will be Jeff Mullen from Human People, Kina's Marriott Abrams, and Peter Venstrom, the founder of the Healthy Marketing Team. Peter's been looking at the issue of healthy aging and what it means for many years, including the challenges that marketers face when trying to define and target healthy agers. I recently caught up with Peter on this issue, starting with the very basic question, how do we define healthy aging?
1: It actually starts to be almost like a personal topic. I've been in this industry for a long time, and I realized when I started, it was more focusing on sort of busy consumers having to manage their life and kids, etc., Then it was in the area of gut health and probiotics. Now, with my own age, it's actually I start to be, feel more related to that target group of healthy agers, so I can actually sympathize and empathize with that group.
0: I can appreciate that as well. It's interesting to think about how have we traditionally defined healthy aging and how has that changed?
1: Since I and my team we've been working with health yeah for basically like 20 years. So in a way we have been working with healthy aging both directly and indirectly and it didn't sort of start out 20 years ago as a buzzword it has sort of it has emerged as a bit of a buzzword together with the demographic changes that we see. I mean, it started in Japan many, many years ago, you start to see that sort of the the tip of the, the the pyramid had sort of tip toppled. And uh, then we now see that in more and more more of our our Western societies that the the healthy ages are basically, it's a growing demographic truth that we we have this huge amount of people who are old. then of course, healthy aging is an opportunity in that, to start to sell people Advice, products, services that will help them to reach basically a longer life and also a healthier, more prosperous life.
0: Well, that idea of health span, I guess, is that what we're really aiming for—to be as healthy as long as possible.
1: Yeah, and I think the uh, the notion that has come in that we work with this in a bit more, almost like societal context, is is also a bit, let's say, dramatic. It means that in today, if you have a poor diet. And a good health care system then you actually are dying a longer time as older you will be in the healthcare system with poorer and poorer health and since the medical system is not trained to deliver you nutrition people may actually be treated with pharmaceuticals when they should have been given water and food that's a tragic fact So the first step and the first thing I thought was very refreshing was when you start to look at those, the later stages of your life to add more life to your life, basically. And that was the role of nutrition. And then the first thing you stumbled onto there was then the lack of nutritional education among the healthcare practitioners. And that's going back to one of our, let's say, earlier projects. We're working with the cholesterol-lowering products for the global brand Benicol. And then you realized that one challenge was that doctors were not trained in nutrition. And they were quite reluctant to then recommend a functional food or a medical food instead of pharmaceuticals, where they felt much more sort of security to recommend that. So you have barriers in society of actually treating age with dietary advice, etc., Then also what we saw, you also have cultural barriers. And I just remember we were working in the area of the called functional milks with calcium and for women. And then you realize that you have all those cultural expectations. What is a woman's life looks like? And is menopause a door into grannyhood when you should be a bit rounded, big buns, etc.? Or are you allowed to keep on being a sexual being? And that is very much based on society's view on what is a woman, what's the role of your woman in society. So there are quite strong, you could call societal context here.
0: Absolutely. I think that's interesting when you even think about the very term healthy aging or trying to target healthy agers. Do consumers even think about themselves? Do they understand that term
1: well i think what i probably would say is the first learning is that don't try to label someone with their age i mean you have the don't ask a lady about their age no one labels themselves as any kind of ager i mean you label yourself as many other things but and suddenly you're 60 and suddenly you're 70 and suddenly you're 80. So we need to realize that you need to look at people as individuals. We need to understand them in the light of how they see innovation, how they respond to trends, and what are their personal needs. And I think that became very clear to us when we then, many years ago, was working with cholesterol-lowering products. Mm -hmm. That you couldn't sell a cholesterol-lowering product to someone who weren't diagnosed with elevated cholesterol. Then suddenly they fell into that target group, were very aware of the risk with cholesterol and then were motivated to buy these special products. for, And they happened to be older. So we then realized together with the client that, well, we need to target older people because they are more inclined to have cholesterol and they're more inclined to be afraid of dying. And then you can say, yeah, that was sort of almost targeting agers, but with a concern with a health concern right and that's how it works as soon as you get a health concern and you do get more health concerns as you grow older then you're in the market for products but the risk is if you start to define me as older so the link there is the concern not the age
0: i understand that and it brings up an interesting point about sort of that intersection between healthy aging and personalized nutrition. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you take these sort of tests, you might find out that you have high cholesterol. You might have high cholesterol and be 20. You might have high cholesterol and be 70. But if you identify areas where you have personal vulnerability, could you align that with supplementation, with nutrition, with lifestyle, with exercise? And does that offer an opportunity for consumers to really take action through their life?
1: The answer is definitely yes. I think that healthy aging is an aspiration. And as such, it's an excellent door opener into personalized nutrition. But it does come with education. That you need to realize that now you're entering a phase of your life where you do need to change your diet a little bit. Then you need education. What's happening in my body? I need more proteins. I need to eat slightly less but more Dense in nutrition, I need to actually increase my intake of fat, which may be a hard one if you're, let's say, if you're trained on avoiding fat all your life. So there are actually conflicting messages, but education is then key. And if you then go go back then, so that's one side, education, that's critical. But then usually the door opener, as you said, to personalized nutrition is some kind of concern. I need to have that trigger to move out of my sofa onto the bike or onto the treadmill or whatever it is. And then I can start to monitor things. And I mean, you already have in your iPhone probably this, this little health app, you can monitor your steps and that's a great one. So I do that together with my wife and we take long walks and we monitor the steps. So it's, it's like a health indicator and that's easy. And that's the good mm-hmm. thing. Then of course you can do more things. But it does mean that the first that must be, let's say, a condition. And usually those conditions are weight, body shape, and other sort of, uh, let's call it, more, uh, let's say, personal areas
0: Yes, for wellness. And I think that's really been for a long time what's driven people into the health and wellness industry. It's very hmm. often either they personally or someone they know has a diagnosis, has a health concern, and they yeah. realize that they need to make some changes. They may need to take a vitamin supplement. They may need to look at some kind of shift in their diet patterns.
1: Yeah, and in this we see as, if you just, let's say forget about age, just think of health trends. For every health trend we see, first you have those condition driven that go to the doctor, get a diagnosis, and then suddenly, cholesterol lowering or uh, whatever it is uh, diabetes comes onto the agenda, and starts then to sort of uh, connect to the earlier doctors, who then pick up these ideas from a more preventative point of view. People who want to stay healthy, and uh, they then start to influence the let's say the early mass market, and trialing out new ideas. They are the ones who buy the first bicycles and the and all these gadgets and eventually things starts to move into mass market. So if you just keep track of what's happening here in the area of let's say the aging population, what are the trends coming in, what are the concerns they're most likely to be affected by, and what are then the trends they pick up, both positive and negative then, then you can start to track that.
0: Since this podcast is related to the Vita Foods Virtual Expo, it's the perfect time to interrupt and remind you that you can find all the information you need about the event at vitafoodsglobal.com forward slash insights. I think as we also look at the impact of the more you know, the more you see, mm. we think about this pandemic yeah. and what we've seen in terms of its effects on vulnerable populations. The elderly but the elderly who had underlying health issues yeah. young people you know the bipoc population folks who were low in vitamin d there are all of these other issues that seem to have come up do you think this has the potential maybe to alter our view of health and what that means for our lifetime
1: we are sort of annually upgrading our sort of observations on what we call the the global game changers. And we we define game-changers as the the trends that are shifting us away from pharma to nutritional solutions. And in that sense, the pandemic is the ultimate game-changer. The message is brutally clear. There is no medicine. And if you have underlying health conditions, you're actually more so inclined to die or have a more severe COVID period. So yes, you can just see on the sales of supplements and others. That it, this is clearly sort of putting a focus back on nutrition. And what we also see is, if you think of ages, it's also putting a, uh, a focus back on what granny used to say. So, you know, those traditional remedies. I mean, you have the, you, you of course have the search of vitamin C and others, but also those traditional things you used to eat. So yes, it's really bringing us back to nutrition and diet for sure.
0: Excellent when we look at the personalized nutrition whether that's you know for healthy agers or aging over your lifetime do you think the companies have an opportunity to bring personal solutions at a commercial scale
1: well again there also is in a way yes if you look at the, the pandemic again the focus on health and nutrition the interest in supplements or in For example and then you combine that with the access to online delivery and online services it does in a way doesn't change but it accelerates behaviors so and it pushes uh, let's say online behavior upwards in the ages so suddenly more and more older people are now doing their sort of their first shoppings online so in that sense, I think it is actually, it's sort of not changing, but accelerating an evolution to what we call, let's say, nutrition, where I start to be both nutritional savvy and online savvy. And those together is opening more and more doors into an older population. I mean, we still have that little sort of, uh, let's call it IT threshold, but it's pushing more and more over that threshold. Which I think is quite positive.
0: I think so. We actually had a question that came in from a LinkedIn post about um, our podcast asking how we can ensure that senior consumers feel informed and comfortable using the tech that may come with personalized nutrition solutions. And I think mm. you're really just speaking to that. You know, I've even been speaking with my parents on video WhatsApp.
1: Yeah, we should never dream that consumers will jump onto anything that they perceive to be complicated or strange. But if, it's, if you make it familiar you make it easy uh, to access, of course, then uh, the, the number of older people who will access online or personalized nutrition will increase. But I think the, uh, then, but then coming back again, you need to start with the concerns because if you are afraid of dying, I mean, start sounds harsh, but that's sometimes we call, we, you need to start with death marketing. If you want to raise a concern for something, you need to, you need to sort of remind yourself, oh, sh- I mm-hmm. can actually die. And then that will actually motivate you. So um, it's it's coming back to the forever life cycle. It starts with fear of dying, and then it moves into early doctors who wants to live life, let's say, more pleasurable or more, more trendy. And I think that's also an, an opportunity when you start to see that with more and more people having a quality life after 70 then we we see what we saw in a swedish survey they said that the the 70s are the new 20 year olds because suddenly the kids have moved away from home they have money they sell their house buy a nice little apartment somewhere by the beach and sell the station wagon and buy a convertible with only room for two. So you can make sure that you don't have to pick up any small kids by the kindergarten. And then you go on a nice trip to Provence or somewhere when the COVID is over, of course. But it does mean that they are then suddenly early adopters, lifestylers. So you see they're coming back and it's, and of course they want to stay healthy. Then you're in a very positive aspiration.
0: I want to be those 70-year-olds in the convertible driving down to Provence.
1: <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> it
0: does indeed. Yes. Yeah,
1: we do. We do. And and also, if you look at all those movies that try to stretch our view of how you should behave when you grow older, I was just looking at. I mean, just you have those. that was one with Meryl Streep, and was one with with Jack Nicholson, and uh, yeah, and the and it's always portraying now sort of people in their 70s falling in love again. And they have to battle the the let's say the the disbelief or the the disagreement of their kids of approving that they actually have a new fling of love, right. so basically allow them to be 20 years old again. So you see that media is also pushing those ideas, and with that comes with Jack Nicholson came Viagra, of course. But with but there are also other sort of things you need to fix when you when you're 70 and want to be live like a 20 year old,
0: right. Well, certainly, you know, there's a lot happening around the fact that we want to be healthy and we want to be vibrant throughout our lifetimes. Mm. Game changer, fear of death from a pandemic, along with cultural change that we see around the vibrancy that you can have once the kids are gone and you've got that new opportunity ahead of you. So lots more for us to tackle on this topic, certainly, Peter but we'll be doing a lot of that in our Vita Foods Insights Virtual Expo. So 13th of May, mark your calendar. So to our listeners, hopefully you'll be able to get registered, send us your questions. You can ping me or Peter on social media, certainly, and join us online. So Peter, thank you again for joining me today.
1: Thank you, Heather, and see you then in May for a continuation of our little discussion.
0: Yes.